Amen. We thank the Lord this morning. I tell you, he did it again. Blessed us, kept us, laid down in the very image of death. But God so fit to bless us. We thank you. We thank all of you who have been in the house of the Lord this morning. We thank the Lord for he been so much. And it's especially a blessing to me because 38 years ago, at this time, I was unconscious in a ditch. My brother was dead in the car, same car. Other lady, she died the next day. My other brother was in the back seat with my uh, nephew, blood gushing out their heads. And 38 years ago, goes to show you what God can do. I wish things had been different, that no one had died in that accident. But nothing I can do about that. But you know, God can take lemon, make it into lemonade. Whatever the situation is, I never would have dreamed that I would be in a pulpit. Never was the last thing on my mind to preach this word. But look at God. I believe he had a purpose for all of this. And I'm here this morning to give him the praise, to give him the glory, and to say, thank you, Lord. I'm ready to serve. Amen. So as right now you bow your heads. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you this morning. We come in here with a praise on our mind and a praise in our heart. Lord, we come to give you our best because you have given us your very best. Oh, Lord, we thank you. When we look around, our homes and when we see the children running around and, and they are smiling, we say, thank you, Lord. When we're able to get up to water the flowers and cut the grass, we say, thank you, Lord. When we are able to go to the table and begin to bow our heads and say grace, we say, thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we ask right now that I don't know, maybe it might be somebody came in here with heavy hearts, but I just wanted to say you're in the right place this morning. You know, when you're sick, you don't run from the hospital. When you're sick, you don't run from the doctor, but you run towards them. 
Hallelujah. And this is the place that when you've been sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to change. You know, change is the only constant in life. But you're at the right place. So I'm asking God right now to bless all of you. Bless our pastor, the first lady. Bless everyone in the house. And we continue to say, thank you, Lord. And we're going to lift him up this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give him a hand, praise, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I thank him this morning. I just want to take time out to tell somebody that Jesus is the real deal. Uh, there's no, nothing artificial about Jesus. Amen. He the real deal. Amen. Uh, my message will be coming from Matthew chapter 11. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And in Matthew chapter 11, it reads such as this. It says, now it came to pass that Jesus finished commanding his disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in the cities and towns. But when John had heard in prison about the work of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the common one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, uh, go and tell John the things which you have heard and seen. The blind see the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are risen up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended of me. And it's continuing on to say, as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, um, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaking in the wind? Um, but what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garment? Indeed, those who were soft clothing are in king houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send a messenger before your face 
who will prepare the way before you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word this morning. You know, in reading and studying for this, one thing and one conclusion that you can come from, that John had a certain expectation of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was anticipating on something from Jesus. And not to stop there, but when we go down and read, when Jesus asked the disciples a question, we found out that they had expectation of what they want to see. And anticipation on what they want. You know, a lot of times when we walk in, oh, okay, amen, amen. When we walk in, in life, when we are going through, amen. Amen. I can even hold it right now. Yeah. Testing. You're like old school here, huh? I can go. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So, John, disciples, was expecting something. Amen. But I want to say something here. Disappointment don't come due to what you find. But disappointment come as to what you expect to find. Amen? And John here, praise the Lord. Being in such of a place, prison, hallelujah. Because in verse 2 it said, when John heard, and then it tells us when he, where he heard, in prison, about the word of Christ. So John had expectations. Here, says, when Jesus had finished instructing his disciples, and this is where the verse started off, like from the beginning of the ending of uh, Matthew 10, and it says he, he blessed his disciples and he told them to go preach into towns and city. Then right after they said that, and then they began on John. And it said, now John heard the work of Christ. We don't know what John heard or who was telling John or was they had 
the right story as to what Jesus was done. But it was enough for John to inquire about what Jesus was doing. Amen. Now, John had a question because John wasn't sure now of his role. Amen. Because after all, in Matthew 4, 12 until now, Jesus haven't took the time out to go see his own cousin. His own relative. Uh, if I thought if it were me, maybe I would have some questions. Or maybe with you, you would have some questions. What's going on here? What's going on, Jesus? Not a visit from you? Not only that, now it's been about a year or something going on too. And I'm in here and going through trials and looking and, and to be executed and not a word. Not a word. Uh, I know I was sunk from God and I was the, the pathfinder and, and I was that what the prophet spoke about. But uh, it's been a long time now. Mm -hmm. And it's not that comfortable in here. Praise God. Have anybody been there? Have anybody been in a dark place? Have anybody been on an island all by yourself? See, you don't have to be external. You don't have to be in the physical. But it could be eternal. It could be in spirit and in mind. So I ask the question again. Have you been there? When it seemed like everything you tried to do don't work. You've been waiting on Jesus. You've been praying. And it seems like. The answer is always no or wait. So we can and understand why John feels the way he feels. And not only that, because back in uh, Matthew 4, he says that when he was arrested, Jesus went the other way. Jesus went from Galilee, he went to Capernaum, and he began to recruit folks, disciples, to preach the message. Now, I don't know John heard that or what, but if it were me, I would say, wait a minute, hold on, you're giving up on me? Wait, hold, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jesus... You, are you, what about me? Uh, yeah, I know your ministry, but uh, Jesus, I'm locked up. Jesus, where are you? Hallelujah. 
I mean, the human factor will come in, folks. It doesn't matter how deep you are and how long you've been saved and, and, and how much you read your Bible, but sometimes, hallelujah, when you need a fix, when you need something now or yesterday, you will question. Hallelujah. I remember reading that Sister Teresa was faithful and she would, people would follow her children, good on feeding the children and everything, believing in God. And after she died, they found her diary. And in there, she would question God. If somebody find your diary, what would be in there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. After all, John expected a quick deliverance. John expected for Jesus to be a type of military deliverance, you know, get him up, kick, boom, 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 it's over with, done with. You know, you, know, you, uh, you save Israel and, and then now I'm, I'm out of jail. You know, he had expectation of things to be rescued. Hallelujah. After all, he was put in there because he was telling the truth. Telling the truth. No, Aaron. You should not marry her. That's your brother's wife. I don't care what the world says. But there is principle. And there are ways in which what is right. And you know when you speak out sometimes. You antagonize folks. Folks say you a meddling. Who you think you is? But John, you must understand, was serious. John knew who he was. And John questioned it. He had to say something. But Aaron ended John ministry. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now you have to go back to that time. Oh, praise him. That it was 400 years of silence at that time before John, the Old Testament, during which God did not speak. Hallelujah. And now today, God's talking all over the place and people still isn't listening. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter three, verse one says, behold, I send a messenger prepare a place for you before me. This is the same John, hallelujah, that introduced Jesus to the world. 
You know, you know, read when John was standing in the middle of Jordan, when he saw Jesus and he said, look, here come the Lamb of God. And Jesus came walking down to John and John kind of stepped back and John reminded Jesus, John said that I should be baptized of you. But Jesus said, hallelujah, John, it is written. And so let it be, hallelujah. You know, at that particular time, John were privileged, hallelujah, that John was the one that introduced Jesus to this world. But John also was privileged, hallelujah, that John heard a voice from heaven that introduced Christ to the world. Now, you must understand that Jesus was 100% man. That was his mother's side. But what he heard, hallelujah, was God introducing his son 100% on his father's side. Then the Bible said that the Holy Spirit descended, hallelujah, in the form of a dove, and it sat on his shoulders. You must understand that was a display of the Godhead that day. It never happened there before. Jesus introducing his side of Jesus. John introducing Mary's side of Jesus. And they all got together. And Jesus came up, when he came up out of the water, that was the time when the old church, oh, come on, somebody. The old church gave way to the new church. See, John did not know that it was in God's plan for him to end his ministry. Because you remember back when, when the disciples had a debate. Matter of fact, they were arguing on how many John baptized and how many Jesus baptized. And if John had stayed around, I come to tell you that it would have been a problem because folks would get mad with Jesus. Then they want to go over to John. And then they get mad with John. Then they will come over to Jesus. But God knows, hallelujah. God had a plan, hallelujah. And I thank him for it. Praise his holy name. John was introduced to all of this. Matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah referred to John as the forerunner of Christ. The voice of him that tried in the wilderness. Prepared the way of the Lord, made straight in the desert a highway 
of our God, which during the time in the Bible, Second Chronicle and Second King, events were recorded of the division between the northern Israel and Judah in the south. And now, the coming of Messiah. John was a pathfinder. He was a messenger. And he prepared the way. I remember reading when John was preaching, repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven in that hand. In other words, he's here. He's here. The king is here. And now you will be witness of the kingdom. But where's no kingdom? There's no king. Hallelujah. Now, John, hallelujah, praise his holy name. I don't know what mindset was going on in John's head. But I do know if it was me, hallelujah, that I will be in the same boat. Are you the one? Or should we wait on another? You know, we can sympathize with John, the condition that he was in. How he was awaiting persecution in a dark place, a dark cell, being alone, hallelujah, and maybe once in a while, somebody will come along and remind him or tell him about Jesus, hallelujah. Now in verse 4, in 11, Matthew 11, it went on and said, Jesus answered and said to them, Go tell John the thing which you heard and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers clean, the deaf hear, and the dead rise. Say, go tell John, praise his holy name. I know that maybe someone here today, hallelujah, they may be in a dark place or been in a dark place, or looking for God to do something. Hallelujah. Hebrew chapter 10, 35, remind us, do not cast away your confidence, for it have what? Great reward. And some text it says, don't throw it away. Hallelujah. Don't Throw it away. It has great reward. Thank you, Lord. James said, when you ask for something, you must believe and not doubt. One who doubts is like a wave of the sea being tossed by the wind. Some of us, Jesus don't know where to start from. You one day, you ask for this. The next day, you ask for that. Jesus said, I wish 
you are either cold or hot. But because you're lukewarm, I don't know where to start. I know you're in need. Hallelujah. I know you want. But don't doubt. Hallelujah. Just pray and ask the Lord and wait on him. Praise his holy name. The repository remind us, say, God, sometime call us in some very dark places to assure us that God never abandoned us in dark places. But stay with us to accomplish his will in those places. Hallelujah. To encourage us to trust Jesus and God who always knows where to take us even when we are unable to see. Hallelujah. John, Gospel John 14 remind us and said let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me. My father house of many mansion. If it were not so, I told you. Hallelujah. In other words, if whatever it is you don't know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. You don't have to wonder, hallelujah, about the truth. But I'll tell you the truth. And Jesus said, he said, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place and I'll come again. Hallelujah. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. John 14, 13 says, And I give you an helper. He may abide in you forever. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither see him nor know him, but you know him. He dwells in you and will be in you. And the reason why he said will be in you is simply because Jesus had not gone to glory. He had not released the spirit to come back. But one day, that day came, hallelujah, and he sent him back. Now, you don't have to hope that much. Hallelujah. Only thing you have to do is trust. Trust in the Lord. Tell him what you want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you might have to live a certain way. Praise his holy name. But let God know, hallelujah, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. You are the temple of God. Praise his holy name. You, that temple, hallelujah, is in you. 
You make this place a church because you bring him in with you. Hallelujah. Oh, if you bring in part of Jesus and I bring in the other part of Jesus and when we all can get together, hallelujah, we can have the complete Jesus and we can shout hallelujah. Oh, we can praise his holy name. Oh, praise his holy name. Let's give him a hand praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your helper. Hallelujah. Now, in Matthew eleven twelve, Jesus said, from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and violent men seized it by force. Hallelujah. Now, we cannot omit Satan because, you know, Satan, he was putting up a fight. Hallelujah. Oh, he was putting up a fight. It wasn't that Heron decided to put John in prison, but the thought came to Heron through the, the people around him and Satan was in the mix. You see, you must understand that back then that Satan wanted to keep the Israelite in spiritual darkness. He wanted to keep them in an arrest situation. Hallelujah. And he ended John's ministry. Now, Jesus, now the opposition turned on him. And they increased the hatred to him. Religious leader conspired to take his life. Hallelujah. And Jesus and, and Satan was the influencer. Hallelujah. You know, every time when God planned to do something, he's all the way around. So that's why you, you must understand that Satan liked to come to church. Oh, he'll run up and down the floor. And you know what? He'll quote scripture. He knows scripture because he quoted to Jesus. Hallelujah. But you must understand, hallelujah, that there are enemies, hallelujah. There are people, but they purpose, they go to bed, and all they're thinking about is being a stumbling block in your way. Hallelujah. And you must understand that sometimes you have to fight. Hallelujah. But you know, must know how to fight the right fight. And so God, it ain't that God don't want you to fight, but he wants you to fight the right fight. To put the energy into something of value. Hallelujah. In and, and, um, Ephesians chapter 6, 10, he reminded us he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand the wiles of the devil. And, and we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Power and principality and power against darkness and rulers and spiritual wickedness, hallelujah, and against spiritual hosts, 
hallelujah, in heavenly places. Thank you, Lord. And if we know that, hallelujah, that means we must pray. Not just pray, but we must pray. Oh, praise his holy name. We must get the breakthrough. Because it ain't that God don't want to give you the breakthrough. But sometimes we are like Daniel. Daniel prayed. And then he ended up praying and praying again. But when the angel showed up, he reminded Daniel that Daniel, when you prayed the first time, I heard your prayer. It wasn't that we wasn't coming. We was on the way, but we met, hallelujah, obstacles. And you must understand, because Jesus spoke about that, that those that be offended of me, those that find the word a stumbling block, hallelujah, that you must press your way, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, blessed is he who does not offend at me. Meaning taking the word of God as a stumbling block, but accepting him as the Messiah, trusting with confidence the message of salvation. Today, there are many that are drifting away. Hallelujah. And we tried to reach them, a lot of the young people. But because of their mind being occupied with so much, the word is not that appetizer to them. The appetite is not about the word, but the appetite is of the world. So we must not give up on them. Hallelujah. Because we understand, Jesus, understand Satan and how he works. He works through your thoughts, through your ideas and suggestions. You must block those doors. You must close those doors. You must lock those doors hallelujah because that's how you come in but meditate on the word hallelujah meditate on the word hallelujah thank you lord now here in second corinthians hallelujah the bible remind us that though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapon of our warfare are not cardinal, but mighty, mighty, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high things that exalt himself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready 
to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let's get a Lord of hand, praise. Saints, we got victory. If you don't believe it, just turn to the back of the book. Amen. Your life is still written. It's being right right now. We have victory. So that we got hope. Amen. The kingdom of heaven have come. It's at hand. We have our king. Hallelujah. And the only thing we have to do is to put in check that person that you see in the mirror. You know, if you don't check that person that you see in the mirror, nothing else matter. Nothing else matter. It start with that one. The one you groom to. The one you smile at. The one you focus on. The one that you step back and you say, oh, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. It start with him or he. If you can check him or he, you're on your way. Amen. Amen. You know, that's about all I got. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad y'all got the air on a little bit. I ain't sweating too bad. It's not gripping down on the pen and nothing like that. But I love you. And I thank the Lord for you. The word is real. The Bible reminds us that his word is a light. It's a lamp to our feet. Amen. And a light to our path. The word live, it's alive. Hallelujah. And the only thing you have to do is plant it. And you will see results. Amen? Amen. Now, as I get ready to close, if anybody here that are pretending to be saved, God help you. With all this inheritance that God has given us, you don't have to pretend. Come on in the family. Amen. We will have people after service that will pray for you. We have folks that will usher you in. Amen. And the word is powerful here. Amen. We have a strong ministry, ministry here. And not only for the adults, but for the young people. We, we a work in progress. But you know what? We are blessed. Aren't you blessed? Aren't you blessed? If you're blessed, stand up and give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Come on and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise and worship. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. Another opportunity. Another chance. For somebody to see Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless us as we get ready to leave. 
Oh God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, how you, down through the years, have blessed, continue to bless, and right now, you're in the process of blessing. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you when you told mercy to go get grace. Come on in and bless him. And Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Turn it over.